benched. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast, wherever and whenever you're listening. I hope you're having a very pleasant day. Uh, we're recording this over in the UK on the 12th of July. And as regular listeners will know, we'll always we always start with an on this day in history. So on this day, the 12th of July, back in 1949, uh, all-star game at Ebbets Field and racial integration in the sport continuing continuing with the first ever all-star game to feature black players. So we had Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella and Don Newcomb all appearing in the game. Um, seems well time given that we're what a week or so away from this year's all-star game um my name is ian carlson joining me on the podcast tonight we have young ian mr blees how are you doing all the better for hearing from you ian excellent you say the sweetest things uh we've also got adam how are you doing uh, a bit sunburned but i'm doing all right everyone's sunburnt over here at the moment and as ever running all of the uh the high-tech production whizzy stuff and the editing and trying to keep us in order we've got leon how you doing uh sunburnt but uh much better for hearing that um start of the day basically um because that was fantastic that's one of the best ones we've had so far so shout out to you uh old ian for uh for pulling that one out of the bag he no does worries. it every week. He does it every week. They get better every week. <laughs> well, well, uh, it's well, much uh, easier when you can remember, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sat there with my peanuts in the stand watching it. Um, I, I have done a couple of shout outs to them in the past, but it's probably worth credit to the, the nationalpastime.com website, who are the, the source for all these wonderful uh, on this day in Dodger histories. Um, anyway, we are going to start off, as we always do, with our review of, well, it's not always review of the week, but this time we are indeed reviewing um, seven games. And we've got, I'm looking at my notes and, well, one column's got a lot of numbers in and the other column under the letter L has nothing at all. Um, seven straight wins, much talked about in the press. Um, Adam, is the doom and gloom all gone? Is that it? We're going to coast into the World Series from here. Happy days. What did, what did you make of it? I think so. It's been a good week. Uh, this there's been just the start of like that 2017 team where they were just winning, even when you didn't think they were going to do it, and they're just pulling it out of the bag every week. That's what the the series against the Cubs has felt like. It's that sort of inevitable that we're going to win. It's the steamrolling. We're building up. I think the first couple of months we've been uh, there, but not quite there. I think we might just be hitting full strides at the minute yeah and still with so with plenty of people out or not fully fit and all the rest of it which is some yeah i think i think we on on our group chat we were saying we reckon we'd probably drop one against the cubs because it looked like it might go a bit 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 messy certainly in uh, i think it was the last game wasn't it um but yeah managing to pull off a a couple of sweeps especially against the rockies having not had the best performance against them is quite nice um ian what did what did you make of it all yeah, I'm absolutely fantastic. Even if you stretch it out over the last 10, we're nine and one. So it's been absolutely fantastic. If you go back and include that Padres, uh, uh, that, that Padres series as well. So I think that's uh, goes back 11. So I think we've won, we've won 10 of the last 11. Um, the only loss coming in that last game 
uh, against against the Padres. Uh, I think what's impressed me is that there's been a couple of wins in extras. Uh, there's been a couple of games where we've had to really knuckle down and, uh, and and win ugly to a certain extent. A lot of close games. Um, there's only, I mean, we've not won by more than three runs uh, aside from uh, aside from the Padres series where we won a couple by by, by a few more. Um, but you know, the, the Cubs we swept them five three four three four two eleven nine. The Rockies five three five two two one. You know, these are all close games. And I think a lot of the time as well, memory serves. We've gone behind and we have fought back. We've fought back from there. Um, and I think it's been really impressive that we've been able to uh, to to just find ways to win. Uh, Gavin Lux, very, very um, almost under the radar, is now the... Uh, owner of the joint highest batting average on the team, sitting at sitting at three oh one. Sorry, sitting at three oh four, tied with Freddie. Um, Trey Turner's behind him on three oh one. Uh, interesting. I saw a stat that Lux hasn't got that many RBIs because he's got Bellinger batting in front of him, never gets on base. Uh, but um, it's been it's been a really uh, solid last few weeks. Great to see. Tony Gonsolin still rolling. I keep waiting for the almost, you know, you're kind of waiting for the wheels to come off. You know, it can't keep being this good sitting there on a 162 MLB leading ERA uh, with the joint most wins alongside Justin Verlander. You know, there's, there's just a lot to like right now, but I am always conscious that whenever we have, uh, whenever we have a run like this and we start to talk about, how we've found a groove, we've found a rhythm. The following week doesn't usually go so well. Uh, and sometimes the week after that as well. Um, I think Adam's probably jumping the gun slightly on comparing it to the 2017 team. Um, but the 2017 team, up until uh, around about uh, August, was the best team I've ever seen. It was it was insane. We, we, we couldn't lose a game. Um, but uh, again, the wheels fell off that one. Uh, even though we finished up with a phenomenal record, we didn't quite finish up breaking all the records we like we were going to. So yeah, that's kind of uh, what I've got to say on the matter. Yeah, I mean it's it it feels yeah it feels good. I mean we got I saw a report that said Dustin May I think is going to start rehab games um, shortly after or around the All Star game, and, and earlier there was talk of him being out for for I think the whole season. So if we can get him back running into October. Um, it's just another another piece. Who knows what will happen at the trade deadline? Um, interesting stat. I was just looking back, and this time last year uh, we had also won fifty six games, which is quite interesting. Um, we'd also, at the same time, we'd lost thirty five as opposed to twenty nine this year. So our our percentage was 0.615 as a point to point six five nine. And this time last year, we were we were two games back on on the Giants, who we're now thirteen games ahead of, um, and obviously seven and a half against of, of San Diego. So, um, not at our strongest, not at our fittest, ahead in the division. Um, and and another particular highlight for me over the last week is is we weren't the ones um, in uh, in California wearing uniforms that made us look like somebody had thrown up in a pick and mix stand at my local cinema um or pick and mix candy stand for those listening in the states because it 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 just looks horrible but but anyway um i'm not going to give fashion tips but uh, but yeah no it, it didn't look great um so we're on a bit of a roll um 
we've also had the highlight this um, uh, over the last week of, of more baseball in the UK. And, and Adam, you were there at the Home Run Derby X. What was your what were your takeaways on it? Um, I, I had a good time, but I had issues. Uh, and I think I would be more positive than Leon, who's uh, vanished. Uh, I think I was more positive because I was there. I lasted there longer. But I mean, it, the actual event was 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 good. The actual baseball was was all right. Um, the guest hitters made it a bit more interesting. Um, but the actual where it was was a weird, weird old venue. Um, you couldn't really see anything unless you were watching on the big screens, which was a bit odd. There's no, you can, you can you can do that at home on TV with a beer yeah, in the cool. Yeah, it, it sort of needed stands, but there was there was no room for any stands, which was a, a weird thing. Um, and then just the actual running of it, um, like everything was running late. I mean, I know these sort of things um, happen, but I mean, I, th- I think we we got there early, thinking there's going to be a big queue. There was a pretty big queue. It, uh, no, no. It opened like 20 minutes late, I think. And then when you got in, there was just queues for everything, um, which which was which was not great. I mean, the space that they had on the site, they could have had double the amount of food stalls, probably another bar. The little activities you could do, like the hitting cages and stuff, they could have had double the amount of them. And then the merch store was literally, it was tiny. Uh, and... That really threw because I thought, oh, it's going to be a massive tent. They're going to have a little bit of section for each team. You can buy a cap from each team. You'll be able to get a jersey for every team. And then it was like literally one little caravan. You could buy a hat for the Cubs, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers. Uh, and then I think they sold out of the Red Sox hats after about an hour, which, which is not great. I mean, I've been to one NFL game. And at Wembley, there is an absolute massive tent outside. It's, it's like pretty much a whole length of a car park. And it's got every jersey in there you could think of. And I thought that's what they were going to have here. And they didn't have it. And it just seems like a really wasted opportunity. Because uh, I, I took one of my friends. He's not a baseball fan. I think I've converted him to be a Dodgers fan at the end of the day. Uh, it, but... For someone like him going there, he wanted to buy a hat, and just the selection that was on offer was, was four hats, which which is weird, it's a weird, weird marketing decision that I, I don't really understand. And there was just no shade. And I mean, okay, it's the UK; it's a summer in the UK, and we don't always get thirty degrees heat with blistering sunshine all day long. But I mean, they should have been some sort of tent that just or an area that just wasn't under sunlight that just seemed like a, a weird decision yeah. sounds like a missed opportunity i wonder if they just didn't want to get burnt with all of the food stands and stuff and in the sense of worrying that people weren't going to show up and they'd have a whole load of stuff that ended up going to waste and stock that they transported over but if, I you, mean, don't, if you don't have I a mean, go you're never going to get people to come back are you i mean possibly yes but i mean the site was big enough that they could have i mean you possibly didn't need double, but I mean, you needed more than what there was. Because I mean, so, so the little events that they had, I went to get food in the middle of the first game. Uh, and we ended up getting food 
in the middle of the second game. We we queued for about an hour for some food, which is just crazy. It's, it's quicker to get over to the States and get some and come back. Well, it would have been quicker to get on the train, go into the centre of London and come back back again, I think, would have been quicker. Yeah. But, but I mean, I actually had a good day. It was just little things just didn't make it a really great day. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you say, if you've got people like your, your mate who are not baseball fans but might be converts, um, you want it to be great. Ian, what's, I know you weren't there, but... You, no, I mean just to, just just uh, Adam's point there on the on the lack of shade and the lack of and the lack of shelter from the beaming down sun and obviously an excuse made there is well you, you can't predict London to be that hot at this time in July. And what if it had rained? What shelter was was on offer there? You know, surely you know did they keep all the open space for umbrella stands? Uh, I mean, it just seems like, like again, just because we got caught out by a freakishly hot day doesn't excuse from what I've heard uh, the complete lack of of shelter. The British British weather um, it's not always monotonous grey nothingness. You know, we 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 get quite a bit of rain and we get quite a bit of. Uh, 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 we do actually get a decent amount of sun over the over the summer as well. I know it's uh, controversial to claim that, but it's but it's true. Uh, anyone who came over and watched the uh, the MLB games, uh, the, the MLB London games from a couple of years ago, uh, can definitely relate to how scorchingly hot it was in the stands on those uh, on those two days. But I will I will give way to uh, to, to to Leon uh, and yeah. let him talk uh, a bit was... about his actual experience there. Yeah, and I was going to say, Leon, I know sometimes we struggle to find um, titles for these podcasts, but based on what Adam was saying, I think we've got two here. Either UK baseball needs more hats or the UK is too hot for baseball. But um, but I'll let you I'll let you think about those. But but yeah, Leon, you were there as well. What, what, what were your thoughts? I wasn't back now. My internet just went down, so that might have been MLB Europe sort of sabotaging me after they read the survey that I filled in last night. Because um, I don't think I scored any more than two in any category. Um, first off, I want to, you know, we've got to, Thank MLB and MLB Europe for for you know putting events on in the UK. That's that's the the main thing for us. I think at this point, um, the event itself was, in my opinion, very very poorly set up. Um, there was when I got there, there was there was a fairly decent crowd, um, and I bumped into Adam sort of early door, so it was very nice to meet Adam uh, finally. Um, but as you came up the stairs, you could see how sort of sparsely sort of filled out the land was. It was dusty. Uh, there was hardly anything there. Uh, the first thing you saw was um, MLB sort of trying to sell you uh, NFTs, uh, which I thought was a, was sort of fairly dodgy grounds for them to catching uh, <laughs> yeah. people. Um, the the merchandise tent, which was a massive opportunity to get, and there were still big queues for it. it was a, it was it was appalling. Um, as Adam said, the Red Sox hats ran out after sort of about two hours, I think, and the the quality of the, the hats was poor anyway. Um, it had a sort of hellishly bad logo on the side. Um, no, that's, 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 that's their logo. Yeah, <laughs> that was the Red Sox logo, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, in terms of sort of the, the amenities, the queues for the bar was huge, as you'd expect. I mean, there's, there's always going to be big queues for food and, and, and drink at the festivals. Um, the second time we went up to get a drink, they weren't chilled at all. They were just pulling them out, putting them on the side. Um, I went to get some water and the water was, was hot. Uh, you could have served it for coffee. It was... It wasn't a good event. Um, and in, in terms of the actual baseball, when I started watching that, I watched the first round, which was the Cubs against the Red Sox. Uh, it went on far too long. Um, it became boring, to be honest. Um, it, and as you know, the 
the sun and the weather was out of the control of, of, of MLB Europe, obviously. Um, but by the end of that first round of baseball, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. My mate who's got a dodgy hip was done with it as well. Uh, and we took off to another sort of MLB backed uh, event at Home Run House, um, which we were sort of grateful for the shade and the food and the drink. Um, it was, as I say, it, it, it promised so much, but it unfortunately really failed to deliver, uh, in my opinion, this time around. Well, hopefully, certainly with the, the prospect of, of some proper MLB games coming over here in the not too distant future, they'll sort of see this as something to learn from and um, and, and go away and, and improve it going forward. Ian, you've, mean, got, you've got a pen in the air. Is it a pen in the air? Yeah, it was just um, obviously heard some heard some feedback there from from Leon and from Adam, and I was just going to go to Leon as he's guys just answered uh, most recently. If if MLB were to come to you and say, right, um, we we hear what you say, um, we 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 need to do better. Uh, what, I just wondering if you had any any suggestions that they that they can that they could uh, that they could do any low hanging fruit to really really improve the experience uh, uh, on the day for for people who, who make the effort and go down there. I think it's a real simple one in this instance, uh, given that you don't need to put a full mound in, uh, you don't need to put bases in, uh, you go to one of the numerous uh, football or cricket clubs in London or even rugby clubs and say, can we use your stadium for the weekend? Um, in terms of sort of modifying uh, the pitch or anything like that, there's, there's, there's not much that need to do. So obviously, it's nothing that needs to be done on the scale of, of what they did to the London Stadium for the uh, the MLB games itself. Um, in terms of the setup for home run derby, they're, they're on a stage. There was no mound. All you need is an L screen, uh, a catcher, and some baseballs. Um, you obviously, you know, there's, there's cricket grounds at Lords, there's the Oval. Uh, sorry, in London, there's uh, Lords in the Oval. Their, their, their infrastructure is set up for football games and there's the seating there's amenities all around the grounds surely you've got to work with with the existing facilities and not just whack it in a festival uh, location um i know they did it in 2017 it worked pretty well when they used it in high park but the event was a lot shorter um this one went on forever um by the time i was nearly back in birmingham and there was still still uh, the final was still going on um so look to use an existing sport ground, put it where in, in somewhere that feels a bit more appropriate. I mean, even stuff like the signage outside, the, it was, was an absolute disaster. Um, it was hard to find the entrance. People were getting lost within Crystal Palace and, and you know, getting sent back up to, up, up the top of a hill and back down again. Uh, Grand old Duke of York style. Um, this was just what yeah, you in the heat. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was horrendous, to be honest. Uh, as I say, Speak with the existing uh, existing sports teams in the country. Uh, you know, not even necessarily London, Birmingham, an option. It really opens it up to people up north who who might struggle to get down to London, given the cost of of, of trains and that Old sort Trafford, of Old Trafford would be good, I reckon. Yeah, Press, Preston North End, mate, is a. <laughs> I mean, there's absolutely no reason why it couldn't have been in a football ground. There's plenty of them in this country. I mean, because because it was a reduced field, so it wasn't as wide. As a, as a baseball field so it could have fit I think perfectly on a football pitch just there's no real reason why it, it wasn't I mean it, it needs stands so you can actually see because the little catching area was great but if you actually wanted to watch it you couldn't see anything you needed to be sort of on a bank or something and the one bank that was there you wasn't allowed on which was a, a weird sort of understand it health and safety wise but it was a weird decision not to let anyone on there at all to what to watch it and they could possibly 
make it a two-day sort of event. Have it in the evening, start it at five, finish it at nine, do it over two days sort of thing. That could work as well. So you're not, because like Leon said, it was, it did get a bit boring in the end. I mean, we'd left early. We went to Home Run House, which I can highly recommend. And I think you do it over two days, you could possibly double the people, the the, the, the attendance you're getting it. You're going to get different fans going two days as well, possibly. Yeah. It could work. I think I think the one thing as well, one thing to point out with a lot of these events at the moment, they're not particularly, in my opinion anyway, they're not particularly aimed at us, the existing baseball fans. Um, no. The aim for MLB at this point is to get new people involved in the sport. You see a lot of the advertising, it's influencers. Uh, who they want, who they can do, they, you know, they'll go on to um, Instagram, which is why people like uh, AJ Tracy performed. He's obviously a very popular artist. It's uh, mean a great deal to me, but I know he's, you know, he's he's, he's popular within the uh, the music scene. I was I was just going to say, never, never, never heard of him, which but that's back to being old Ian, I guess. <laughs> um, shall we? Shall we move? I think I think if anybody's listening from MLB Europe, the feedback is. Yeah, you can do better, but but have another go. Um, I mean, I would, final comment, Adam. I would say that my friend who I went with, he's a non-baseball fan, he did have a good day. Whether that's because we had seven or eight pints, I don't know, but he, he did say he had a really good day. He enjoyed the baseball aspects of it. So, I mean, I think on that front, it, it certainly worked with the one person I know who went and was not a baseball fan. So, moving in the right direction. Cool. The, only th- the only thing I've got to add is uh, is that whenever I see a home run derby X now, I always think of you know when they get the answer wrong on Family Fortunes or Family Feud for an, for an American uh, for an American audience, where it just all of a sudden goes <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I would certainly think that the next one that's in South Korea, I think, I think it will be much better than this one. I would imagine. Fingers crossed. Right, Dodgers dream team. Um, again, if you've been listening in, you'll know that we're building our Dodgers dream team, which is, is, is kind of um, kind of a bit going a bit odd so far in that nothing's been well. I suppose last time was a little bit contentious in that we had second base with 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 Kike beating out his dad, but but ultimately I think the Twitter poll wasn't wasn't that that close. Um, the first week we had Adrian Gonzalez on first base, which was a unanimous vote, and this week we're we're, we're carrying on working around the diamond, so we've got the third third base and we're not even going to have a vote because we've all decided there's there's no point because it, it is going to be um casey blake i mean he's a bit of a shoot sorry um justin turner um yeah it is it, a bit of a shoo-in so rather than going through a sort of a pointless exercise in asking people to make a case for somebody that a lot of people won't even have heard of or we won't know the stats of we, we decided that um justin turner is our third baseman for our dream team um and we'll all share our favorite justin turner moment or moments um and we're going to start with Yoni Ian because as he reminded us all when we were having our brief chat beforehand he got in and bagsied his favorite moment first up so uh, we'll start with you Ian um what are you going to go with yeah I mean there's only one for me and it's uh it, it, it's an obvious one it's probably the obvious one um and I, and I think many people when they think back to their favorite uh, just in turn of moments would probably come back to this. And it was, of course, his walk-off home run in the 2017 NLCS uh, against the Cubs. Uh, abs- you know, clutch moment. Uh, he'd been doing it all year. That year he'd been um, our best hitter. He was the second best hitter in the, in the National League, uh, batting average of 322. 
and he just kept doing it in the uh, in the postseason too. For me that day, I happened to be, and I apologise to the regular listeners. I've told this story before, uh, but I was watching I was watching the game uh, in a bar in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, bizarrely, the bar was full of Chicago Cubs fans. I, 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 I'm not sure quite uh, quite how that happened. I probably got absolutely nothing to do with the fact that the Diamondbacks had been eliminated uh, already. Uh, and uh, there was me and one other guy in there uh, in 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 Dodger Blue, and I'd never met this guy, never spoken to him before. Uh, and when that when that Homer went out. He and I were on our feet, we're jumping up, we're embracing, we're hugging, we're cheering. The rest of the bar's pretty quiet. Uh, and it was just an absolutely fantastic moment. You know, it, it's up until we finally won that World Series in 2020, I'd never felt uh, elation uh, uh, like that. The Dodgers never brought me anything. And then that moment, uh, it feel, felt like everything sort of, Everything sort of rushed to the right place in my body. The endorphins were firing, and uh, it just—it it was just such an amazing feeling. And to the, the fact that it happened to be in the states in a relatively hostile environment made it uh, uh, made it all the all the more special for me. Excellent, thank you, Adam. What are you going to go with? It's a it's an odd one. It's not the one you think it's going to be because someone else has already bagged that one as well. It's 2019. He was on a bit of a bad run of form. No home runs. 20, 30th of April, three home runs in one game against the Braves. Kickstarted his season where he equaled his highest home run total, which is pretty impressive saying he didn't do anything for that first month. It was against the Braves, three home run game against the Braves. That is, uh, that's my pick. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. And Leon, what about yours? Um, firstly, just a quick shout out to uh, Juan Uribe, who obviously had some time at third, third base for us, um, who hit a, sort of a mega home run against the Braves in the NLDS in 2013, uh, which is probably sort of one of the most, uh, the best known Dodger sort of postseason home runs outside of the obvious ones. Um, Obviously, Ian uh, picked up the, uh, <laughs> the the prime just in turn a moment, uh, which on a, another related note was the first Dodger postseason walk off since Kurt Gibson in 1988 as well. Um, so, but my moment is in Game Seven of the NLCS against the Braves, uh, where Justin Turner became Superman. Um, it was a very close game. We were trading through to at that point, uh, and the Braves had runners on second and third with no outs. Um, so Nick Mark Akers at the plate, he was probably a soft target, um, grinds out to short stuff uh, and Turner obviously makes the play, comes straight back home and they get Swanson in a rundown and then, yeah, he looks like he's going to get away but Justin Turner, say, takes off, tags him out and then turns around and gets the uh, the trial run, which I believe was Austin Riley um, and we get a double play out of it which completely sort of changed the uh, the game for us. Um, it could have really got away at that point, which we'd seen a couple of times in the back postseason. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was huge and really set us up for a win and eventually the World Series. Excellent. Cool. Well, that just leaves me and you've already mentioned the World Series, so I'm going to stick with that. Um, and it's a bit of a bizarre one, but but for me, it, it, it sums up what I think the guy means to the uh, 
to the team and 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 it is a obviously a team sport but it was after he had to leave the the dugout um when he was diagnosed mid-game in that final World Series game with with, with COVID, um, and then been hidden away out back, um, is 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 asked repeatedly, I believe, by by various members of the of, of of the team to get out there for the photos and join in the celebration. And and yes, I know at the time there was a lot of a lot of bad press about it. Obviously, we were at the height of the pandemic. If you had COVID, you were supposed to stay away from everybody, and he'd gone out there, and lots of uh, sort of bad press from people outside the Dodgers organization at the time but but for me it was more it sums up what the guy means to everybody else on the team that they wanted him out there and yes in the middle of a World Series celebration you might forget that there's a pandemic but I think realistically it was so much in the news at the time everybody knew what was going on everybody knew he'd just been given a positive test um, and yet they still wanted him out there as part of the team celebrating with everybody else and, and that uh, as I say, at the time, it felt a bit odd. But looking back now with, with sort of hindsight, you think, yeah, actually, that's um, that sums the guy up in terms of a team player. So he is our dream team third baseman. Um, we will continue this. And next time round, we'll be at shortstop. Um, That'll be a short conversation, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess if you're picking a dream team from a team that's been playing unbelievably well for the last decade, it, 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 there will be a fair few. Um, I mean, wait till we get to the starting pitching. Um, you know, there'll be a few that are kind of shoo-ins. Um, but speaking of starting pitching, God, look at this. You think we'd rehearse this? We're segueing straight into starting pitching for the uh, the upcoming All Star Game. And there's a bit in the in the press at the moment as to who it should be, um, whether it should be uh, Gonsolin for his unbelievable sort of 10 and 0 record and his, his his ERA which at the moment I think is 1.62 uh should it be Kershaw because it's it's at Dodger Stadium and and well frankly why not um Alcantara from Miami is 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 in some quarters a bit of a hot favorite his ERA is worse than um Gonsolin and he's he's lost three games but he has pitched a lot more innings um or I guess some other wild card we don't know about yet um Leon who what, what are your thoughts on um on who should start? I think we're probably all going to have the same answer. Um, I'm going to start it off by saying it's an exhibition game. Um, it doesn't mean a great deal um, in terms of you know if, if you if you want your best pitcher on the mound, it's probably going to be Alcantara. Um, but the best players don't always get in. I mean, Tatis was getting votes at shortstop, and he hasn't played a game since. September last year, um, when obviously the, the, the boys down the road got knocked out uh, of postseason consideration and finished a lot earlier than us. Um, it, you've, for me, it's got to be given that it is an exhibition. It does that like the home field advantage for the World Series is no longer decided by the uh, the All Star Game. It's got to be Kershaw, given what he's given to, to the Dodgers and baseball. It's the first. All-Star game in Los Angeles since 1980. The Expos have had an All-Star game more recent than the Dodgers up to this this week. Um, obviously, they've, they've pulled in Albert Pujols and uh, Miguel Cabrera as well. Let's celebrate the the old guys. Um, it's not as if Kershaw's washed up at this point as well. He's also he's, he's having a very good season. Uh, you know, we'll look past that start in Colorado. Everyone has a, a, a rocky time there. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> But you, you, you've got to, you've got. For me, it's got to be Kershaw, even if it's just the first inning. 
um, with a very strong nod to to Sandy Alcantara uh, afterwards because uh, you know you look at his game stats, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, going back to May, he hasn't gone less than six innings, uh, seven innings. Sorry, um, he plays for not a great team as well. In his ERA, he's he's, he's less than two. So for me, Kershaw giving the first inning, pop it down to Sandy Alcantara after that, and then maybe a, a nod to, to uh, Tony Gonsolin. Or even Joe Musgrove as well. I don't particularly like the guy, but he has pitched particularly well this season. Um, give those starters an inning each and then get into the bullpen, guys. Thank you. Ian, what's your thinking? Well, my initial thinking is, like, so um, I initially, without without looking into it, I thought, well, Clayton Kershaw has obviously started all-star games before. That's, that was my initial thinking. Um, so... Um, so I thought, do you know what? I, I, it's almost like we're robbing, you know, by, by saying by saying that Alcantara doesn't get the start when he when he may well deserve it, or Gonslin, they might never be in this position again. Whereas Kershaw's already had it. And then I actually looked into it, and despite the fact that he's been picked in eight previous All Star games, he's never started. Um, and that for me shifted the whole dynamic. And I was like, right, screw everybody else. Give Clayton Kershaw the start. Uh, it. Leon is absolutely right. The All-Star game is a mid-season exhibition game. It will be uh, looked at rather like a, a bullpen, turning arms over, that kind of thing, albeit with the eyes of the world um, uh, on you. Um, I, I, It has to be Clayton Kershaw for me. Uh, I think Alcantara has got a chance down the line to, to, to get another one, as does, as does Gonsolin. Clayton Kershaw will never get the opportunity to start the All-Star game in front of the, the fans at Dodger Stadium again. He is the best pitcher in this generation. He's one of the best pitchers of all time. There is no doubt in my mind that he deserves this honour. And although I've waited on for a bit, it's probably quite a short conversation when you actually look into the facts. Yeah. Yeah, I like like you. I, the fact he's never started um, that's quite a big thing. Adam, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I honestly don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't. I just I've never watched an All Star game. I don't see the point in it. I know some people love it, but I uh, yeah, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna play it, start him. I mean, he got done over uh, when the All-Star game was in New York for Matt Harvey uh, 2013 I think it was okay, yeah possibly but I mean if the best pitcher if a good pitcher at the time who possibly should have started doesn't do it and the home tie, uh, the hometown player starts there's no reason not to do it for Kershaw now I mean he's, he's had a great career it's just another thing to add, add to his list of stuff isn't it it's but on the whole, I mean, I'd rather he didn't pitch and we save him for the actual season. It's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, like like, like, like the other Ian, I'd, I'd sort of looked at it and thought, well, he's never started. I suppose I, I'd, I'd look back and thought there were years when I thought he should have started and he was passed over for somebody else. And how did I feel at the time thinking, but he's a better pitcher and he's not starting. So flipping that on its head, how would I feel if I was a supporter of one of the others? Um, who was a, quotes, better pitcher, quotes, at the moment. And I got them, kind of my man passed over for, for some old dude because he's never done it before. Um, 
but on balance, yeah, I couldn't really care less what anybody else thinks. And I think I think I think he does deserve it. I think there's a difference. I think does he deserve to start? Because it's in a in LA, yes, I think he does deserve to start. However, he's deserved to start in the past. He's never started in the past, so I I don't think he will start. But I do think he deserves it. But I think it will go to Alcantara. But but I think it should be Kershaw. But we shall see. Um, anyway, final point uh, preview of the games ahead. There aren't as many because of the All Star game. So we've got we've got five to to think of. Three away to the Cardinals. Two away to the Angels. There are no UK friendly start times in any of those five. Um, Cardinals are currently forty seven and forty two, having won four of the last ten. Uh, the Angels are currently 38-49. They've won two of the last 10 and would appear to be going the right way to yet again waste some generational talents in their team by not getting to the postseason or anywhere even close. Um, I'm going to start this time. I normally go last. I'm going to start. I reckon we're going to get three out of five wins. Um I'm not quite sure which three, but if we could take three from five after the run we've been on, that would feel like not in a bad position, uh, particularly then have a bit of a rest. And then we're up with the, with the Giants and the Nationals straight after that. So the Giants will be a bit, bit interesting. But uh, yeah, I reckon they'll win three out of the five. Uh, Leon, what do you reckon? Um, I think we're going to, yeah, I'll, I'll go the same. I think the Cardinals take one off us and I think the Angels will take one off us despite them being statistically the worst team in baseball since the end of May. Shocking, isn't it? Um, Adam, how about you? Uh, I was thinking the same, but I can't go the same as you two, so I'm going to go four and one and we will definitely get beat by the Angels. <laughs> so sweeping the Cardinals. That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? Three sweeps on the bounce. Uh, um, Ian, how about you? Yeah, well... I- uh, I'll go for four and one as well. I think we'll, uh, I, I think we'll, I think we'll lose to the Cardinals to an Albert Pujols walk off. <laughs> um, it can't be a walk, uh, it can be a walk off at home. Um, so yeah, I think, well, it's uh, not, so. it's not going to be a runoff with him, is it? It's going to be a walk off for sure. No, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think we'll. I mean, the the Angels are just a bizarre mix this year. There's obviously that tweet that's doing the rounds at the moment, where it's like Mike Trout's batting 800 and Shohei Otani's doing all these things that no one's ever done since 1923, uh, as they lose eight three to the Tigers. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, that's the thing about the Angels right now is that they're. All right, that you know they they are missing Rendon, sure, but they just seem to be a long way from being a good team, despite having, uh, despite having quite a quite a payroll and some and some big names in there. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we'll uh, I, I think we'll we'll take down the Angels and uh, and I think uh, Tio Albert will uh, will um, say hello um, <laughs> while, while 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 we visit <laughs> um, the Cardinals. Cool. Well, we shall see. Uh, we're going to stay with you, Ian, actually, because we're now on the final sort of AOB bits. And I think you've got one you want to share with us tonight. So we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, again, it's coming away from coming away from uh, from Dodgers baseball. Um, but uh, I want to give a shout out to the Great Britain U18s and the Great Britain U12s. Um, some of you will know I used to be involved with the Great Britain program before uh, uh, a few things went on with, with mainly with my my job getting in the way, to be honest, and uh, I'm no longer involved in the programs. But uh, I, sorry, you play race, did you hit a home run? Was that the guy? But... 
<laughs> no, we've we've got at least two pods without mentioning that that did, yeah, I think I think you did hit a home. Did was it a home run? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I hit one at some point. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, anyway, so I was with the, I, I was involved with the with, with the U18s on the on the coaching operations management side of things, um, and uh, obviously I worked with a lot of the guys who went to the Euros qualifier uh, held out in Sweden, um, and uh, had shared many Zoom calls. We were in lockdown for a lot of this with these guys. Know exactly how hard that they have worked to get to where they they've got to. I want to congratulate that entire team on, on winning those uh, winning those qualifiers uh, and and going and going out there to Sweden and and, and doing a fantastic job and the U12 as well. I was actually involved in the uh, in the recruitment team that selected Brian Lanoff. and um, again he's done absolutely absolutely fantastic job. And all I've got to say to the rest of the world is that watch out, guys, the British are coming. Yeah, don't sleep on us too much. We're gonna get good at this one day, and maybe we're on that way now. When 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 the World Series is kind of a World Series, we'll we'll we'll, we'll be there challenging. Um, thank you for that. Good 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 reminder about the GB team. Um, Leon, you've got your hand up. Yeah, um, I've got a shout out to the, uh, the the world's worst trade proposal, which I thought people need to hear. Um, <laughs> I know where you go. This is from Grand Island of ESPN Los Angeles who suggested uh, that the Dodgers would receive Shohei Otani and the Angels would, would receive Trey Turner, uh, Hudo Urias, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson and Dustin May in return. Um, which is just about the worst trade proposal I've ever heard. So you'd got your entire team for one player whilst in contention uh, for a World Series just Unbelievable. So, yeah, shout out to John Ireland for the, the world's worst trade proposal in any sport ever. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, Adam. Adam with a hand up. Well, hands up all over the place. Uh, yeah, I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, my tickets for the home on Derby were from uh, Dodgers Geordie. So I want to thank you for him for, for the tickets. That even though I slagged it off, I did enjoy it. Good shout out. Thank you. Well, I think that's it for this uh, for this time around. As ever, thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. And also, as ever, if you've got any questions, if there's anything you would like to cover, um, perhaps if you've been to the the Home Run uh, Derby X and have got differing views, um, get in touch on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know. Um, we may even we may even get you a shout out at Future Pod. In fact, we we may even invite you on to talk about it. We're we're always looking for for guest guest slots so um but yeah thanks again for for listening and thanks to uh ian adam and leon for joining joining me tonight um yeah thanks for listening uh see you next time cheers bye